Hear the gospel of our Saviour Christ, according to St. Mark, chapter 1, beginning at verse 9. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we thank you for your word. We pray it brings wisdom, encouragement, and challenge to our hearts this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Good evening. Good evening. Try that again just one more time. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So gorgeous. Um, I hope you are well. It is an absolute delight and privilege for me to be back here. Um, I think the last one I was here was just before Christmas. I came on in to scout out someone that we were going to be having in Kill as a, you know, someone who's going to try new things and see what the church is like. And it was Josh. I'm not going to give away any secrets now, but over dinner, if you sit with me, I'll tell you everything. Um, <laughs> but I love this place. I won't tell them everything. I love this place. I love this place. And um, my time here was such a joy, even in the painful moments. It was such a joy. And uh, the privilege you have to learn under the lectures that you've got and to connect with people that you like and that you don't like, because it always happens. And what it is that you learn more about yourself and what God has for you. And most importantly, what Holy Spirit is saying to your heart today. And that's my hope for this evening, is that as we kind of look at this passage, which Mark is so quick. I'm convinced Mark must have been a teenager when he wrote this. Because you know when a teenager comes on home from school or from being out, how's your day, Grant? You know, what was this? Fine. And it just seems really quick going from one thing to the next because they're just moving on, moving on, moving on. Mark just seems to rush through things and yet spends time and focus on particular things, unlike some of the other Gospels, which is a challenge and maybe something that we can learn uh, this evening. But I want to share about a husband and wife who were struggling to make ends meet after building their dream home struggling to pay bills and to get different things because they had spent so much money on this dream home. And the wife wanted to go out shopping and the husband said, okay, but let's just be wise. And so they went off shopping and about a couple of hours later, they decided to meet for a cup of coffee and there she was in this new dress that she had bought. The husband was horrified. So what have you done? He was, well, I, I, I got this. And I was like, I saw it in the window. I went in and it was like the devil was just in my ear. Oh, go on, put it on. You'll look great. And the husband was like, well, <laughs> if the devil told me to go in, I'd say, get behind me, Satan. 
And the wife said, I did, like that's exactly what I said. And he said, it looks fabulous from back here too. <laughs> terrible joke, but I thought it was funny. There's something about temptation. There's something about things that we can be pressed into, and we wonder, oh, is it because it's a weakness, or it's a strength, or where is it? And how does Mark deal with the temptation that Jesus goes through here? He literally just says, Jesus tempted, he's with wild beasts, the angels tempted him Does not go through when Matthew goes through saying exactly what the temptations are. Mark focuses in before he goes and gets called into the wilderness by led by the Spirit. A voice from heaven says, This is my Son, the Beloved, in whom I am well pleased. Have you ever had that recognition? Someone who's just really proud of you, who sees you, gives you a wink of, You're great. Paddy. But in everything of what it is to know that affirmation from a voice that has such respect, such authority, Jesus, as he comes up after being baptized, this is my son, my beloved brother, I am well pleased. And immediately, this word, 62 times it is mentioned in St. Mark. I know this because I went here 62 times immediately is mentioned in the gospel because everything just seems to be this rush, straight, let's go do this, the directness. He went, being led by the Spirit. And as he's in this wilderness, we read elsewhere of the temptations that are brought after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, the number 40 is really significant. And not that this is going to go to the past of your final year here, but can you give me other examples in scripture where the number 40 is important? You can speak out of it, but I cannot read minds. Like that. <laughs> Sorry, that's not how this works. Let's pretend we've got over the awkwardness. And what other areas of scripture do we read about the number 40? There's no wrong answer once it's actually the right answer. Flood. The flood, yeah. Four days, four nights. Bang on. Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai, yeah. How long did Goliath taunt God's people for? Forty days. Forty is important. And there's something significant that we can miss when we just read over this. The dove that is placed, or that comes down, the Holy Spirit that appears like a dove. It's almost like going back to the flood. His promise, his hope that is presented. Jesus being 40 days, 40 nights, just also between Jesus' resurrection and ascension, those 40 days. It's important. Some of us can't cope with 40 minutes of having no food, let alone 40 hours. We call it hunger. Does anyone suffer from being hungry? Get in, honestly. Oh, yes, absolutely. My, my wife and my teenage daughter suffer immensely from anger, and that's okay. They would say, I do as well, but I think it comes out in different ways. But there's something that is really important about Jesus being led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days. And as I was thinking about coming back here and about my time here, you may think that your time in this place is like being in a wilderness. 
you think of a wilderness, if you've ever been, anyone been like to the Sahara Desert or somewhere where there's just nothing? Yeah, yeah. It's like hot and sweaty and it's just like there's nothing here. But when God brings people into a wilderness, it is to start something new and something fresh. And there's excitement of new life that comes from the wilderness. So the Holy Spirit bringing Jesus into the wilderness is for this new thing. Jesus, who has already identified, has been identified as God, who identifies with us in his baptism, and is now being led by the Spirit into this place where something new is going to happen. Mark swiftly goes on saying that, and then John was arrested, and Jesus comes with this good news. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Now when you think of good news, what do you think? What types of good news have you received? It could be a great, it could be meeting with someone, it could be your favorite dinner coming on, it could be a movie that's coming out, it could be a book that you've just got. There's all sorts of different great things that can give us, oh this is God, I can't wait, I'm really looking forward to getting into this. But this good news that we have from the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, Last week and the week before, we were looking at Logos, and the beginning was the word. Logos. Logos isn't another word for the Bible. Logos is Jesus. It's bigger than the Bible. Yes, the Bible is great. Please, I haven't gone read it. The Bible is wonderful, but Jesus is more. And Jesus coming for you and for me to have this good news. The real challenge for all of us who have this good news is how do other people respond to us having the good news? Do people know you have the good news? Or do people go, they're just mean. Judge me all the time. Nasty. I don't want to be with them. That's the challenge. That's our choice, how we present the good news. Because it's not my good news. The good news is Jesus Christ. The good news is everything that Jesus is for all of humanity. That is good news. And the more we get to know this good news, the more I have questions and I bring all these questions to God and to other people who are far smarter and far better than me in all these different areas. And I ask questions and then we struggle to try and find answers. I can still be left wondering, yeah, but. I turned, I know, I look 23, 24, in my head I do. I turned 50 only a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, you always but one of the gifts that my wife got me was an actual coffee maker machine. Very excited. I've taken a photograph of my coffee every morning. Kind of like, <laughs> it's so sad. It really is. But it's like, I'm loving it. And the beauty of making the coffee, of kind of getting the right grind and putting it in and pressing it down and turning it and just watching and listening to that noise. <laughs> And then getting the water, and all these things, it's the patience of waiting for that smell, that aroma of the coffee that is being made, and then that sup and going, oh, yes, 
I did this. This is glorious. That is the beauty of having a relationship with Jesus. We didn't do it. All Jesus. It's all Jesus. We get to soak in Jesus. We get to enjoy Jesus. How do we bring that aroma, that enjoyment to those around us? Where do you see this place as a wilderness? And for me, I, so I look back and I go, this was a wilderness for me. But I mean that in the most positive. Because I look at what comes out of the wilderness. What comes out of this wilderness is God who has defeated Satan yet again. Who is coming out to remind people to repent. The kingdom of God is near. Here it is. This good news that we get to celebrate each and every day and in places like this, having coffee with one another, going out and having food, just enjoying the company. This is the good news that Jesus came for us to share this. The choices we make <coughs> in coming out of a wilderness with this good news. I came across this quote which I really like by a guy called Jason Upton. He's a worship leader from the States. And I really like him because he's quirky. He has some phenomenal worship stuff. He also has some nut stuff. It's absolutely, he sings a song about a cat that they own that died. And just asking questions to God, why did this happen? It's a worship song, legit, check it out, it's hilarious. But in it, the point of it, and his challenge is, they had just spent a thousand dollars on healing this cat the week previous because it had some twisted stomach or something. And it was like, oh, they got that cat happy and better well, and the kids were delighted. And then someone ran over the cat and killed it. It's following week. Praise Jesus. Bringing questions. I know it sounds really dark, but this is what he does. Every day in life, he brings to God in worship. But he says this, rather than just asking Jesus our questions, we need to be transformed by asking ourselves the questions that Jesus asked. Let me say that again. Rather than just asking Jesus our questions, we need to be transformed by asking ourselves the questions that Jesus asked. I believe that God speaks all the time. I believe that we don't hear him all the time because we have other voices in our heads or other different things that can take us away and we get distracted by. I'm a man, I get distracted so easily. But in those distractions, in pacing myself, in silencing myself, listening to what God has to say to me. What is it God is saying to you? Because God always speaks. And it's not about having the best question, or here's a question that's going to challenge everybody. But it's actually looking at the questions of Jesus and bringing them into my own life. So that when we come out of whatever wilderness you find yourself in, you come out in the knowledge of who you are in Christ. Just as Christ knew who he was in the Father. 
And in him being brought out of the wilderness, as much as he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit, he is led out of the wilderness by the Spirit. How are you being led by the Spirit in your interactions, in your conversations? Rather than just asking Jesus our questions, we need to be transformed by asking ourselves the questions that Jesus asked. Now let's just take a moment of silence. And if it helps close your eyes, do that. If it helps keep them open and focus on the icon, do that as well. But in this time of silence, Holy Spirit saying to you? Father God, I want to thank you for this place. I thank you for all the interactions, the fun ones and the difficult ones. Father, I thank you for the new things that you do in us because of the love that you have for us. Father, we pray through this season of Lent as people think um, or are trying to give certain things up, that we will press in and bring this good news to those that we connect with. We will look for opportunities just to share your love. To encourage people to open their eyes to see the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, I pray that we will be sensitive to your leading. And Jesus, I thank you that you are an example to us. in being led, in being silent, and in sharing the good news. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.